Welcome to A Little TLC, the podcast where we embark on an enlightening journey through the ever-evolving world of education. I'm your host, Heather Volchko, and I'm on a mission to empower educators and changemakers to skillfully navigate the intricacies of serving our most exceptional students. Every month, we'll be exploring a unique and timely theme in a mini-series format, whether we're digging into inclusive teaching practices, addressing student mental health challenges, or exploring the intricate connection between our personal and professional lives, each month offers an in-depth exploration of weekly topics that truly matter. I hope you're ready to be both challenged and inspired because this is a little TLC. All right, so I want to make sure that before we wrap this month up, uh, that we have an opportunity to go back and uh, bring in a part of the conversation that you and I had had after we stopped recording uh, the second week. Um, so you had said something that I was just like, yes, like that sits with me and that aligns with so many of uh, the people that we are serving through TLC um, and also aligns with the topic of this last week of the month, right? Overcoming those challenges. We talked about what is compassionate care. We talked about sometimes the systems are around us in such a way that it doesn't feel like we can maybe extend that compassionate care. Then we talked about, you know, so how do we take our take care of ourselves in the midst of, you know, trying to do the work and do right by people around us while we're also trying to do right by ourselves. So we're going to wrap this month up um, with how do we then try to overcome some of those challenges that are just naturally present when we're trying to provide compassionate care through you know, whatever, you know, human services that we are providing. So I want to let you kick it off um, and kind of pick it up from where uh, we left off week two. Okay. I said something to, uh, basically what, what what I was pointing out is understanding exactly what we're fighting and what mm-hmm. we're up against. Having a full understanding. Um, as uh, one of the things I said when we, um, Cut off recording was like you're not going to fix schools unless you fix communities. In America, we fund our schools based on property taxes. Ergo, if you live in it, if you have a school in a community that has low property taxes, low property value, and and you don't have as much money feeding into the school system, you're going to have a school system that suffer. So either you change that system, find different ways to fund it, publicly fund it. I'm not talking about charter schools or whatever, because, again, that's a whole nother animal. Yeah, they're um, all systems. <laughs> right, right. Uh, either you change that or you fix the communities that the schools are in. Yeah, like, and I there, there's no other way to do it. Again, that points back to that three D level of trust. Yeah, it's like um, I want to say the um, a term that is often used uh, is intersectionality. Mm, thank you. Um, uh, intersectionality. Uh, I want to say Kimberly Crenshaw was the woman that coined the term. They all intersect. You know, and, set, and you're not going to be able to deal with one without the other. I mean, like, it, 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 another way to think about it is, like, imagine if you got uh, a burrito bowl, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you put your rice, your beans, your meat, your sour cream, your lettuce, cheese, salsa, you mix it all up or whatever. And then 
trying to fix a system is like trying to pull that one thing out or that one piece of lettuce out. It's going to be affected by whatever it's just been mixed with, period. What you're saying is reminding me of two different conversations that I've had in like the last week. Um, One of them was with uh, what I would refer to as a hard scientist, uh, not the soft sciences over here in the humanities. Um, And they were trying to conceptualize humans um, the same way that they would conceptualize engineering. Right. And it's going, yes, there are certain things that could be, you know, considered shared human experiences or, you know, expected developmental milestones or those kinds of things. but no two people are the same, right? Even looking at twin studies, right? Like it doesn't matter how closely aligned your genetics, your life, your whatever you can align, you are still different humans. Um, And that aligns with another conversation I was having with someone they were trying to make sense of um, some commentary that they were seeing on social media. And they were like, Heather, what does this mean? Like, what are they referring to? What is this all about? Um, And I said, you know, when you cut out all the noise and all of the opinions and everybody's pushing in all the directions and you pull it back to like what it really is, it's simply saying that you may have a different experience than I do. And because you have a different experience than me, we may see the world differently. We may have different experiences than each other. And it doesn't mean that your experience is right or wrong. It doesn't mean that my experience is right or wrong. It simply just means that it's different. And it might be contingent on some aspect of who we are, where we live, what we look like, whatever that is. And that's what you're referring to with intersectionality, right? Like no two people, no matter how many things may be similar, there are going to be differences. And then therefore, it's just different. Right. And and same, you you should look at no two people, no two system. Mm -hmm. Like you can, even, even within the school system, uh, no two schools, you know, <laughs> just because you're part of the district, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have to part of part of, of fixing these systems and fighting these systems is recognizing the intersectionality of it all. Yes. All right, and recognizing that one's going to affect another, and one's going to, you know. And we're talking again. We're talking about systems. Let alone if you break it down to a kid who, mm-hmm. um, hey, what's what's the, why is this kid acting out of school? Well, guess what? This kid may have been abused at home, mm-hmm. and or this kid may have used candles all night to see and do homework, and they're tired. Right. Um, or, or like so on and so forth. It's like you, you can't, you can't separate and say, "Oh, I'm just gonna fix this one thing, and that's all I care about." And that's all. And like, and once I fix this one thing, everything is gonna be great. Yeah. Good luck on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's where I think people like you and me, uh, you know, we can like, well, when we rule the world, right? And like we have these big dreams and these, you know, if I could or I wish it was this way or wouldn't it be better if, right? We have these these thinkings, but the reality is like the systems exist. Um, people exist. People are in the system. 
uh, people are being served by the system. Um, and like we had said, I think week two, like the system is also made up of people. Um, right. And so you have all of these different views, all these different experiences, some wielding some levels of power and others wielding less just by nature of that is how a system works. Um, but then how do we, in the midst of all of that, you know, overcome some of those, I would say, like maybe collateral damage? Um, like how do we either mitigate, um, you know, getting in the way of maybe some of that potential uh, damage? And I think that's where we see a lot of people in human services taking on more uh, than what maybe their role is defined to do or even themselves as a person can really take on yeah. um but they are extending themselves into areas or in ways such that they can either shield uh a, a recipient of something coming through the system um or kind of you know extend maybe something that could offset it in a way uh which i think is where that you know true genuine are we caring for ourselves conversation is a fit there um, but the reality is like, how do we integrate all of these things? How do we honor the fact that, you know, yes, there are reasons that systems exist, but yes, there is also harm that is being done. And yes, there are people that are in there trying to do right by people. And then simply there's still scenarios that are not good that are happening as yeah. well. I know for me, and, and um, we, we've touched on the chess analogy uh, a few times, like, the older I've gotten, the more I recognize, I've come to recognize what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, even that is a very black and white way of thinking about it. But like what I'm good at, what I'm sort of good at, what I'm interested in, what I'm not interested in. Um, we always try to talk about a social work. Don't act like you're the saver. Do not be the savior. You are not the savior. You are not the 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 one. Oh, you're gonna come in with this one word or this one um, idea that's just gonna change. Like that's not how it works. So the older I've gotten, the more I um, I recognize what I'm good at. I recognize what I'm not good at. Right. I recognize, you know. Sometimes I'm the pawn in the situation. Sometimes I'm the rook or the knight or the bishop or whatever. Um, sometimes I might be the queen, you know? <laughs> um, recognizing what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. What can I do? But also in recognizing what you're good at and what you're not good at, not being afraid to say, hey, I'm good at this. You're good at that. Let's collab. Let's talk. Let, let, let's, okay, I know I can do this, this, and this. Uh, in fact, I just worked on, um, I want to say um, earlier, early January, I worked on an event. I don't know if I told you this, but I worked on an event, part of a grant uh, here in town. It was called uh, Hip Hop Insurrection, actually. Um, <laughs> It was a local hip hop artist or whatever. And um, I worked with the team and like, I just remember several several times in that conversation of working to put that show together. It's like, all right, this is what I can do. Yeah. 
This is this is what I'm good at. You're better at this. You're better at this, this, and this. I am not good at that. So I'm a, or like or not be being a, not being afraid. Be like, you take the lead on this. Yeah, like, you, you, you ain't always got to be like the one that's coming in there like doing this. Like this is your thing. You take the lead. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you and I'm gonna assist you and I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna be the role the 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 role player on this one. Well, I want to I want to call out two things that you're talking about here. One, I think you're talking a you were initially sharing a kind of a self reflection piece. Um, that like, I need to be aware of myself. I need to know where my strengths are. I need to know kind of where my zone is. Um, that is my sweet spot, what I just rock at. And then I need to know where I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm maybe not completely there, but I'm like still figuring it out. And then I need to know where I'm not. Um, and I think you were talking about like, I, you know, as I've gotten older, I know more about where that is for me. Right. So I think there is an aspect of this that is self-reflection. I mean, we talked about that a little bit, you know, last week of just like, how do we notice when we're burnt out and how do we, you know, like, how do we walk that? Um, but that self-reflection then can be, and in really like functional teams, uh, that can then turn around and foster and kind of like situate some really cool collaboration amongst right, a whole right. bunch of people, right? And I think quite honestly, that's part of the story of TLC too, um, is that I started getting pulled into conversations and people were looking to me to meet certain needs. And I kind of started recognizing, you know, I can get you so far um, and it, it might be like a few steps beyond where you're at right now. But if you want to go a whole lot further than that, I'm I'm really not your person. Like I haven't walked that. I haven't lived that. I can't talk that. I don't know that intimately enough that it's really going to speak to your needs. Right. Um, and so for me, I started making connections and going, gosh, this is something that keeps coming up. Like it's either a, a an area, a topic, a a certain role within the system, right? That then there's certain needs that are then starting to pop up more and more. And I'm going, man, I just need someone who can meet that need better than me. Um, and that came from going like, yeah, I mean, I, I hear the question and I can get you a little further than where you're at. And if that's good, cool, let it be good. Uh, but then if you want more, gosh, I need someone to pass you to. Need like I need, more. yeah, I need someone to be able to go, cool, yep, I got this, step in and take them where they want to go. Um, but that being further than where I can get them to go, right? But like, that's, in my opinion, the beauty of teaming, the beauty of actual collaboration. Uh, but I don't think that that's really possible unless you have a good self-reflection. Like each of us individually can acknowledge, here's here's my sweet spot. Here's where I can flex a little bit. And here's where I really just need to draw the line. Um, right. And then no, okay, cool. In that overlap, we're not button heads. We're collaborating. We're collaborating. And then where it's outside, I'm going to pass it off. No failure of mine. And it doesn't mean you're better. It just means that we're different. Um, and that we're situated differently so that we can offer different things. So, I mean, in the consultancy, sure, it might look like different, you know, formal roles or whatever, but even just like who has a seat at what table? Um, you know, I've done things where I'm equipping someone else who may not have um, the competencies that I have. It's really needed in that moment, but I don't have a seat at that table and they do. So how can I equip them to then be able to do right by whatever is in front of them, given that kind of positionality that they have yeah. in that moment. 
Um, but that's, I think, also maybe a bit of a humble perspective, too. Like, I don't need to say, well, you shouldn't be at that table. I want to be at that table. It's like, right, cool, right, right. take it, run with it. And then you just hope <laughs> like that either, you know, right. things shift and maybe you are invited to the table or sometimes it's been like, I'm glad you're at that table because I don't want to be at that table, <laughs> you know, but like I can help you out behind the scenes. Um, right. But yeah, I think you're talking about that self-reflection piece, you know, starting yeah. there and then being able to do that self-reflection collaboratively and right. leverage people in our own networks to be able to expand and extend, you know, far beyond what I as one person would ever be able to do. You asked, we answered, and the virtual door is now open. Heather, Manny, and Candice address the questions you submitted and provide valuable insights, tips, and strategies. This is your event. Your thoughts drive our conversation. Be that fly on the wall and immerse yourself in the camaraderie and knowledge exchange that happens inside our consultancy. But remember, this is an exclusive event for all of our district partners and network supporters. Supporting members of the TLC network gain access to a virtual community where you can discuss and share insights with fellow supporters anytime. We even host a mini professional learning community about our latest episode every Monday. Prepare for an exclusive behind the scenes experience as we invite you to eavesdrop on this month's dynamic conversation. See you on the inside. And that's what you need systems to do. That's what <laughs> you need. You need um, um, people within the systems, people within the, uh, again, like the question is, like, how do you overcome all these things or whatever? <laughs> like, you have to be humble. You have to, you have to, look, there's 8 billion people on this planet. If we were all the same, that would be a very boring planet. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank, thank God we 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 we're not all the same. I used um, to say conflict keeps things interesting. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so like as systems, take a step back. But like what what do like you as the leader of TLC, you know what TLC does well, you know what TLC doesn't do well. Mm -hmm. You know what uh what you have within the uh, the agency, you know what you don't have within the agency. So, if you went into like, for example, if you went to a board meeting uh, of like business execs or whatever, <laughs> and never looking at a uh, I don't know if we're looking at an accounting agency or whatever. You're, you're not an accountant. You don't have any accountants on the staff, but you've done consulting. If you're going there and be like, hey, you got to do this, 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 this right. And they're going to look at you like, yeah, you have no experience in accounting. Yeah. You're not an accountant. Why, why did we hire you again? Right. But I think like that's so real in schools too. Yeah. Um, like to walk into a classroom and be like, yeah, no, I was a teacher. Yeah, I worked with this population. I I did the things that I'm bringing to you, right? And to say that is not just some outside person, you know, dreaming up some big ideas to, you know, shove more expectations on people that are already doing way too much to begin with, right? But it's different when you actually have that conversation with someone um, who in some way gets it, right? Like whatever it is, um, you know, I think if I might be so bold, like within the consultancy, I think that's one of the strengths that we've been able to leverage with our our district partners is that um, more often than not, 
our district partners tell us, like, I feel seen, um, that like we're engaging in conversations in ways that I guess hasn't been a common experience for them. Um, but I think part of that is because we pass it, right? Like, I mean, you and I have done that where I'm like, Hey, I got a situation. I got a team. I got a, you know, something that I'm trying to figure out, like, tell me what I'm not seeing. What am I missing here? Like put a different hat on and look at the same thing and like point this out for me. Um, and that, you know, that is intentional. It's by design. Um, and that's, I guess, different. <laughs> um, but then like our district partners, it, they see that, um, yeah. that it's not, you know, I have the answers or I am whatever. It's we hope that we can do something better for you to make your life a little easier um, right. as you're trying to figure out what you're trying to figure out. Okay. It's called mutual. Uh, another word for it is mutual aid. Hmm. Have you can you talk that more phrase? about that? Um, it's a phrase used in social work. Yeah. And and it's trying to you go, you don't go into a community. I hate to say you're on the stage kind of I approach yeah. the thing. Mutual aid is okay. We're gonna work as a team. We're gonna collaborate. You're good at this. You're good at this. You're good at this. What are, what are we bringing to the table? And, mm-hmm. and every piece that's brought to the table. Like you, you think about um, the um, you think about the what you call it uh, civil rights movements, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a prime example. Um, everyone um, pays attention to the marches and the protests. And stuff like that. But no one ever thinks about the fact that there is a woman or a man that, you know, um, opened up their house for people to stay in when they came in town to protest. Or mm-hmm. there was, you know, someone making uh, meals. Like, okay, so if you got this many people that's out, um, protesting um they're going to be hungry afterwards so i'm not the marcher i'm not the one that's out there on the forefront but come on back to the house i got a meal for you or come on back to the house and you can you can stay there or you know i may not again be willing to sit at the table and and, and have dogs and hounds and stuff like me or whatever but guess what i know first aid so if something happens if a dog bites you i come back to the house i can fix it up right yeah all those pieces are just as important as the person that's marching i like that i'm thinking of i'm thinking of a uh, a moment where uh, my husband and I had supported a a family who was going through a hard time. Um, when they had walked through that, they said like, hey, we want to host you. Like, come over. Like, we want to, you know, like, let's have dinner together. Um, and they knew that it was definitely more than me and him. Like, that there, there were lots of people that supported this family in all kinds of different ways. And they said, invite all of them. Like, let's have a big hangout. Like, you know, in, invite everyone um, just to like, you know, so I can say thanks for helping. Um, and I just remember standing with that person and they were going, Heather, I don't know any of these people. Right. And they had no clue 
that like they knew support had been provided, but they didn't know where it came from. And then to actually see the faces, they're like, I don't know that I've ever even met this person. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. But it's just that that ripple effect of like it, it can be bigger. Um, and the analogy that someone had told me, and I'm wondering if it's a fit for the concept of mutual aid is that um, if it's in a social work setting or or kind of like walking in life together, like we're each climbing our own mountains, but we're in a mountain range. And so I'm climbing up my mountain and you're climbing up your mountain and I can see your mountain. Like I can see from my vantage point, your side and things you can't see. And then you can also see on your mountain over on my mountain, things that I can't see, right? Because I'm too close to my mountain. You're too close to your mountain. We're both trying to climb it. But there is like, there is that mutual aspect of like, then please tell me what I can't see. <laughs> like right, if I'm about right. to do something that's not good, like, please like help me out. Please and likewise, me, me do out. the same, right? right? right, right um, that it's right. a mutual experience. Like, sure, I might be helping you, but simultaneously you're helping me as well. Right, right. No, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's more of a a collaboration. Um, it, it's more of, as we work on these systems or whatever, as we work on trying to fix these things or whatever, uh, we have to collaborate with each other. We, we, we have to, like you said, look at the other mountain and be like, hey, oh, yeah, uh, there's a, there's a, a ravine coming up. You might want to, you know, step around that or, oh, yo, uh, that part, the rocks are a little loose. You might want to find another, like, we have to do that. There's no other way. We're talking about systems that have been um, ingrained and, 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 it's got, it it got this way, it didn't get this way overnight. Right. And, and it's not um, going to change overnight either. It's not going to change overnight either. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and one, and also in that same vein, it didn't get this way because of one person. It got this way because of many, 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 many people. And mm-hmm. like, there may be some things that are really good about it. Okay, let's figure that out. Let's see what's good about it, right? Let's keep mm-hmm. that. There may be some things that we need to change. All right, let's figure out how we can change it. But also, we figure out how we can change it. You got to figure out how did it get the way it got? Mm-hmm. How did it get to this? You know, I mentioned um, a while ago um, about my school collapsing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all right, it didn't get that way over like that was like decades of neglect and decades of of um problem to get to a place where an entire half of the building collapsed. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how it got how did it get that way? How did it get that way? And let's collaborate and work together and figure out, hey, let's change some stuff. All month, we've been talking about compassionate care, um, what that looks like, how that shows up, um, and how frustrating it can be to demonstrate compassionate care in systems that just does not feel like it's demonstrating compassionate care to us. Um, But I love that we're kind of just landing this month on, yeah, that's real, right? Like, and it's something that we wish was different. Um, and we continually say, you know, you're only one person. You can only do what one person can do um, and that we can care for ourselves in the midst of caring for others. But at the same time, if we can care for ourselves compassionately, we can turn around, care for others compassionately. We can do so in a way 
that is collaborative, like there's a lot of strength and power in that. And then if that can then become a consistent thing that is like sustainable, right? Not we're just all overreaching constantly everywhere to try to, you know, cover on behalf of, but if we can actually collaboratively own our spaces and then equip and empower others to own their spaces gradually, right? The long game, gradually these systems can, can shift. And as someone who's had the opportunity to work in some pretty rigid systems that have been established for a while, um, I've actually been able to see some shift, um, but it is long-term shift. It's not tomorrow's shift. And so it's the, you know, how do we work in what we've got now, but also do it in such a way that together across everyone in all of our roles and all of our own little corners, that we are all actually moving in a very similar direction. And we're simply relying on each other to do that. Um, and I think that like that is such a beautiful picture of compassionate care to just land this yeah. month on. Um, yeah. That it's all the little bits and pieces, but when you put it all together like that, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully, little by little, we'll be able to, not little by little, but like, of course, it's going to take time <laughs> or whatever to get people, to get systems, to get like institutions, whatever, to 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 recognize that. I know we're in a very um, um, divided climate right now in our country. Um, and the idea of collaboration is almost like a a um, a four-letter word <laughs> in, in some circles, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're you're not going to get to where you need to be without without that collaboration. Like there's trying to do it by yourself, you're wasting your time. Yep. Well said. All right. Well, thanks for having these conversations with me this month. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> this has been great. I um I appreciate it. Um I love the work that you're doing, uh, the work that we're gonna do. <laughs> um let's keep it up. Um yeah. Let's. I mean, I, I always joke around. It's like, I don't plan on dying anytime soon. So we got time. <laughs> we got some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, we got some stuff to do. So let, let's, let's go for it. Well, I'm excited. Let's see where it takes us. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, before you jump back into your busy life, we want to invite you to head over to thresholdlearning.org, your one-stop destination for all things TLC. Here you'll find our blog with this episode's show notes, our ever-expanding bookshelf of resources, and anything else we've talked about. Trust us, there's a ton of benefits waiting for you to explore. Just head over to thresholdlearning.org, click on network, and we'll see you on the inside. Sharing the podcast with your colleagues is the easiest way to support the show. You can find us at Threshold Learning TLC on Facebook and Instagram. A personal recommendation is by far the best way to share the podcast. Let them know they can listen on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else they catch their podcasts. Just be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. You can email us at info at thresholdlearning.org. We always enjoy connecting with fellow educators and champions for educational justice. You can find everything you're looking for at thresholdlearning.org. See you there.